first Cowboys one maybe was was when Michael or it might have been even Bills Giants. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, but yeah, but that was a good show, and we were about to get into some of the songs. Obviously, um, I thought I, I like some of the weekend stuff. I thought the show was garbage. Um, I thought there were moments of the show that were good, but well, the weird as, as thing as in the hallway. As soon as someone explains to me the first. 10 seconds or whatever that was. Yeah, explain that to me. Like, for real. Like, explain that to me in a why. Just tell me why, who designed it, and why. Like, you just, like <laughs> people do these things for a reason, right? Like, like, like my wife, and that's what she was saying. She's like, like, who comes up with that? And then who mm-hmm. says, like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Right. Because, you know, she, she, well, she grew up doing dance, and then my daughter's in dance. So every... Everything is planned and staged mm-hmm. for a reason. And most of the time, they have meanings behind them. So, so, so yeah. last night, to end the show, I don't, I don't, I doubt we can bring it up and show it. It'll probably get flagged. Bob, pro- we got, we got copyrighted on um, the Pat Patrick Mahomes option tackle the other day. Where we <laughs> Did showed we? the option for like it was like ten seconds on it. Jesus. So Christ. I'm not going to show this one. That's stupid. But like, so I'm just if I describe this to a normal person, let's say. So a person with their arms spread out in a glowing in a white robe looking like, let's say for the best part, Jesus, uh, floating in the air, but he has red eyes. And he falls into the ground and disappears. And a hundred other red-eyed, let's call them demons, are behind him. I just want an explanation. That's what I saw. I want to know what it was. Right. That's all I ask. And then everybody was, of course, making fun of the uh, the Duh. dancers saying they were wearing jock straps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that was pretty funny. But I just want an explanation of whoever put it now, in whatever the first thirty seconds for, of that show. for the guys that were dancing and it, obviously it was bandages on their face. Yeah. But in the weekend, in one of the weekend's music videos, yeah. it, that's him. Okay. He's he's in a he's ban- got a bandage face, and I right. think it's the song that they were dancing to. Okay. And then the person in playing the guitar next to him, the acoustic guitar that one time that was in the silver mask. That was also from one of his music videos that he did as well. So I feel like a lot of those were supposed to be like kind of little nods at his music videos that right. he's done recently. Yeah, I get it. Now I can I'll sit here and tell you the first part I, I have no idea what that was. I don't. I don't. What but does see, that relate I, to? But see, what does it got to do with? Does it have I, anything to do with his music? Does it have to do with anything? Like who's in charge of that particular setup? Right. Like if I said Hunter, I want you to design me a play mm-hmm. in which you show the fall of Satan or the fall of Lucifer, written how it is, is in the Bible or the Sumerian text. That's what you would show me. Probably. <laughs> Something similar. I mean, can I, I don't mean to go there. I know this is sports, but, but I'm just saying like, that was just like, if that's what I was asking you to mm-hmm. do, that's what you would have, what, what you would have done. You'd be very close. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Extremely weird. But I liked. Um, <laughs> it's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying. I, no, well, weird see, I know stuff. a lot of people, obviously older, that thought it was probably one of the worst and dumbest halftime shows they've ever seen. You know, they say it almost every year now. Oh, yeah. If it's with the music that they have playing right uh, during the halftime show, well, see, I didn't mind the weekend because I didn't like, mind it because he got, can sing. He's got, he can sing. He obviously can't do it well live. No, I I think he and, was doing too much, and people need to keep. <laughs> This is the whole Michael Jordan conversation of 
of sports about how you need to keep that name out of your mouth when you're talking about things. Mm-hmm. You need to keep Michael Jackson's name out of your mouth when you're talking about entertainers. Like a lot of people are like, oh, he's our generation's Michael. And I'm like, right. well, if that's the case, generation sucks. <laughs> he's not Michael Jackson. Now, his voice uh, is no. very good. He can sing very I, I, I agree. My mom sing very closed good. her eyes a few times and said, there are moments where she can hear Michael. But I just showed you a 10-year-old singing like that, didn't I? He's not Michael. <laughs> He's uh, nothing close to but, but Michael. But he definitely can't dance like he no, do. And, and, no. And the thing about one thing about Michael, today, if you wanted to make Michael Jackson today, you would have to put Chris Brown's dancing ability with the weekend's voice, and that would be close, but still not Michael Jackson. All right. So, it, it, well, also an issue with Michael, and the thing with Prince too is one thing people don't know is that all the music, for the most part, on all their albums was played and recorded by them. Them. Yeah. Like it's not he doesn't hire a bassist or mm-hmm. a, or someone else to come in. Now he did have he did have cameos in his music in, in some of his songs like that Eddie Van Halen obviously in a couple of his songs. But you know it's it's you go in the studio and people don't you know they say hey he's an amazing dancer. All right, let's say like if you if you said all right top three singers ever Michael's on there top three dancers ever Michael's on there mm-hmm. and then he, then you talk about composition of the music and then what he did one of the smartest things he ever did was buy the the the, uh, the Beatles music. Yeah. So Apple Publishing, when it came up for sale after so many years, um, McCartney, he had earlier asked McCartney what's the best way to make money, and he told him actually publishing the music and owning the rights to the music. So Michael went and bought all the Beatles music. <laughs> <laughs> so now any any time for, for 20, 25 years, any time a Beatles song was played, Michael actually made the music, the money from it. So like <laughs> that that's it's slash genius slash rich. So you think about it. He owned the rights to the Beatles music and his music. Millions. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but it was a good show. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he could sing. The, um, the thing to me, like, I wasn't quite weirded out about the first part because I really didn't look at it that way. I was just like, oh, look, they're trying to be theatric in some way. It's Because that's what it is. It's yeah, a show. It's a, it's a theatric. What way? I want to know what way. I, I think a lot of people want to know what The one thing that I was like with everybody else that was weird was the hallway. Where yeah, it was giving was me weird. kind of a headache watching him sway that almost GoPro left and right, mm. but but other than that, like well, that got all the memes. No, oh, I know that was the the most that, yeah. thing for me. But that. other than that, I mean, I was looking around and you know, I, and I was singing along because I knew every single song. I was oh, like, like music wise, I'm enjoying this now. I really enjoyed last year's show, Shakira and J Lo. No, I think as as a man, I feel confident in saying that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that show last year, but <sighs> I'm trying to say this without being as weird as possible. I'm a big Shakira fan. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I like her music. I like her dancing. I do I too. Like her. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but the weekend, I she's. I thought it was fine. I don't think it deserves nearly as much hate as it gets because I think the the Katy Perry one was worse. Oh, she's because she went from. Growing up in a Christian home, to now she does all that sacrifice. Well, I really and stuff. don't know what she was doing bringing out that huge ass lion uh, or just, tiger. It's all it was. Yeah, that was it was over the top almost. Yeah, and see, but and what I did like is how when they went down on the field during his halftime show, there wasn't a whole bunch of you know random shit just out there, big platforms and stuff for him to walk on. It was just the people lined up. Obviously, they were told to be six feet apart because they were. that's how far apart they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just had the glowing ha- um, hands, and Sh- I just enjoyed watching it. Shakira may be on my wife pass list. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice little hall pass. That might be number one. <laughs> <laughs> nice little hall pass. I'd have to sit there and think Hold about on, that. <laughs> I'd have to think about that. What? Who would be on mine? Hmm. I mean, she might be number one. She can make me a taco and sing me a song afterwards. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be your sugar mama, good lord. Uh, <laughs> Amy said she didn't care as long as they could help clean the house a little bit. Ah. There. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, good. Um, let's see. I'm going to look up something real quick. Halftime shows. Um... You know, it, it's you can't please everybody with a halftime show, obviously, because no, there's but, too many different tastes of music, and you only got one performer. Right. We could sit here, and you're two years apart from each other, and y'all to know and like completely different types of of music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking, I start, I was thinking about Payton yesterday, uh, about how he used to, he said he used to dress and 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 music and stuff he listened to, mm-hmm. heavy metal. I listen to that too. Like, like but that's hair, that'll be at the gym. Like later. long hair type. Right. No, he was saying he was like heavier metallic type stuff. He said he was into the mm-hmm. death metal type stuff. But look at him. My now. cousin is. You can look right. You can look at Payton pay now. You never did ever. You could. You could. You still can't convince me mm-hmm. that that's how he dressed and acted. Well, what's funny about it yesterday? I'll tell you a quick story. Is that I found out my sister in law mm-hmm. used to be a emo band groupie. Really. <laughs> <laughs> what a groupie she dated the lead singer of one of these bands so she was really into more it. than a groupie but yeah so put it this way he wrote songs about her and he went on like new jersey new york radio uh-huh talking about her after they broke up and in, in, in the songs he wrote about her oh my so like i just got told this stuff yesterday they've been married for 10 years i had like the best like hour of questions in my life i had so many questions i like how many bracelets did you used to wear <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about the left, like the the, the, the amount in weight of eyeliner you would wear, she, so she said she said she wasn't really big into that. She she was more like dressed like a skater chick type. Oh, so that, that like, was her, like a spike collar. I I didn't want to ask that. You did fr- want to though. No, no, I did want to ask that, but I did I didn't ask that in front of her husband and ah. and in law parents. Yes. So how do you ask that? So are you into spike collars? And your wife's standing there, too. Right. So that question did not leave my tongue. Hmm. Thought yeah. about it. That's an interesting question. I mean, isn't that where you go? When you say, That's I exactly just, where you go. So I, 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 My question almost was, how many spiked articles of clothing did you have? That, that's where I was trying to you leave. Yeah, you should have. Because the bracelets, you, right, bracelets, you can do dude. spike bracelets. I mean, right. you could, did you have shoulder pads that had spikes on them? Like, yeah. Like just for like a, a shirt you like had? Like the Legion of Doom? No. <laughs> not the Legion of Doom. Just like... You know, maybe little Ryan studs on right. it. Yeah, I didn't get in a lot of that. The the name of the band was Cicada something other. Like the like the bugs. Man, she said they weren't that good. <laughs> but like again, their family like uh, couldn't believe that she was dating my brother in law. Uh-huh. Because that's the type of guy she was into. Well the guy that used to walk home changed. from school had a three foot tall mohawk and that's from high school. No, I'm not not into that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no. that stuff. That I had a fun time yesterday listening to this or asking those questions. I had so many questions, Hunter. You can right. only imagine if someone tells you they're an emo band groupie. What do you? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's All like right. the questions just kind of over. It's like they overflow to the point where it's like, well, where do I begin? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh yeah. And then it's like, when do I end mm -hmm. with the questions? Mm -hmm. Because she's going to say one thing, mm -hmm. and it's going to just make me have more questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, mm -hmm. I, got, I got so much. <laughs> I got so much. <laughs> I almost have to call her and just be like, look. <laughs> we need answers still. I just found out about this. I've got to hear the songs. I've heard one song. Yeah, I gotta hear the one about her though. She's like, it's embarrassing. Though. It's embarrassing. I oh, bet it God. is. <laughs> I bet it is. Now I bet it's really embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, this is even one of those you know, like on TV where you see where the musician will bring you out to the car, like you break up and like come out to my car and play a song, all that stuff. <laughs> Jeez, that's fun. All right, um, so it's back to the music. Uh, here, here's some of the 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 last acts uh, in the last few years for the halftime show, right? So last year was Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, Maroon 5, Justin Timberlake, Lady Gaga, Coldplay, Katy Perry, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, Madonna, The Black Eyed Peas, The Who played the 2010 Super Bowl in Miami, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, Prince, Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney. So those... So after Jay, uh, Jessica Simpson and, and Janet Jackson and all them, P. Diddy and Justin Timberlake in, in Houston did their thing. Um, they went the old guys. Listen, the, the five straight years after that, Paul McCartney, Stones, Prince, Tom Preddy, and Bruce Springsteen. They said, listen. We, and the who. And the who. And the who. The who so. They was like, listen, guys, we can't let another nip slip happen. Right. We can't. We got to calm down for a few years, and then we'll go back wild. I mean, isn't it better to see Janet Jackson's nipples than um, Keith uh, Richards and Mick Jagger's? Not only that, I mean, for a guy, what is it? Uh, the, lead singer, <laughs> the lead singer of Maroon 5 took his shirt off. I'd rather right. see Janet Jackson's nipple than his. You know, with, with all that stuff going on in, in the you know the sports where they're, they're going to allow girls in into in in boys and stuff now, now, now they're, I think it was Twitter, one of them said, if you identify yourself as a male, you can go topless as long as you're a girl. If you're Whatever, however that works. Right. So just, I that's saw that one come across. Just, I was like, oh god, that's gonna be fun to police. And, and this is, yeah, this is gonna get out of control. But <clears throat> so Black Eyed Peas, Madonna. So really, here's what well, kind of I was talking about him, and you know we've talked about this before. Where's y'all's generation rock bands? No, we, yeah, no, they don't. I, I honestly, I was going to Lincoln say that. Park's in not even on there. No, 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 no. I don't even think Green Day was asked to do it one year. Mm -mm. Which is absurd. For God's sake, you're going to go out and get The Who right. and old Bruce Springsteen, which, listen, I understand they're legends and icons in the music industry, but at the same time, like, I and I understand Paul McCartney, but that's just Paul McCartney. That's not the full Beatles. Right. U2 was in 2002. Aerosmith, 2001 with NSYNC. Uh, 2000 was Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, Tony Braxton. And see, I was wondering if the weekend was going to bring anybody out there with him. He didn't. Ninety nine you know, was Gloria Steph, Est Estefan, Stevie Wonder. In ninety nine, they got Stevie Wonder out there. His hits were in the seventies. Like, like, so, Boys to Men, Salute to Motown, the one in, in Detroit, uh, Blues Brothers, Bash in the Louisiana Superdome, was ZZ Top, James Brown, uh, then Dinah Ross, Patti LaBelle, Clint Black. In the Georgia Dome, Travis Tritt, Tanya Tucker, and the Judds. Now, I Travis that Tritt. One. I remember that one specifically because uh, on Media Day, so they had it in the Georgia Dome, mm -hmm. and it was Cowboys and Bills. Well, see, it was country music, obviously, so they were playing like all those folks. 
right songs over it. But so during media day, one of the songs is I don't uh should have been a cowboy, <laughs> and it they they play that song during the Bills media day, and I'll never forget them showing clips of the Bills answering questions, and in the background you you could hear should have been should have been a cowboy, <laughs> should have learned to rope and run. God, I can I can, I, I mean I. I'll never forget that. How about 91? See if you you probably don't know this. And you no. may. Have you ever heard of New Kids on the Block? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. The only reason is because of Fuller House. You know the House. Jackson 5. So, I mean, the New Kids on the Block. Name of the song. I have no idea <laughs> the song by him, but I know I have New no Kids idea. on the Block. The only reason I know who isn't, they are is because of Fuller House. Tough. Isn't one of uh, Wahlberg's brother part of New Kids on the Block? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember which one though. Is it Donnie? Donnie. Yeah. And and there's two of them. Was Mark a part of them? Well, I know Mark did his solo thing for a minute. That was first. Okay, so that was first. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See, I know some things. I just don't know the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the. Uh, let me give you the. See, name. I don't know the name of the song, but I know like I would know the song if I heard it. That's uh, me sometimes too. So Mark, Mark, what, what, what? And uh, he was, yes, yes, he was. Sorry, he was one of the originals. Mark Wahlberg and Jamie Kelly. Uh, then the main ones or current ones till now, I guess. Jordan Knight, Donnie Wahlberg, Joey McIntyre, Danny Wood, and Jonathan. Knight. Joey McIntyre, I know that name too. So two nights, Joey McIntyre, <laughs> and Wahlberg. Hanging Tough was their biggest one. And uh, Step by Step was pretty good. Uh, not like I say good. <laughs> not gonna say um, good, but you know. Ooh. Here's one I I forgot to we forgot, we're gonna play and we hadn't got to it is did you know Tanner's father was a body um mm-hmm. did I tell you for who? DMC and did you tell you the other one um Billy Ray Cyrus oh yeah I remember we saying that yeah yeah Billy Ray Cyrus I want, did your daddy got a video of him um on a wrecking ball no <laughs> <laughs> that's Miley that's not, so <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I want to get t- Tanner. That's what we need. We're going to rent a wrecking ball and we're going to videotape Tanner. Hmm. No. No, that could be your first music. Tanner, video. you should get into the bodyguard business. Your dad might have some good connections. Yeah. <laughs> you might you might, be, you might be guarding for uh, maybe Drake or something. Hey, I don't know. And a lot of these superstar ladies fall in love with their bodyguards. <laughs> a lot of them. Just trying to hook you up. Like I told you, if they're in their thirties, they know who Nelly is too. <laughs> Nelly, Nelly, and Usher. <laughs> but uh, to go what back you to do, the... get the wrecking ball and make an OnlyFans and swing. <laughs> oh no, geez, here we go to the OnlyFans. <laughs> Anyways, back to this halftime show. I have been one in like recent years. Whenever I see who they announce is getting ready to do the halftime show, that does kind of sit there and go. Well, first off, I don't see a country music artist being included. And there's definitely not a rock band being included. Some people could sit there and say, oh, well, Maroon 5. No, 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 <laughs> Maroon 5 is not like a pop rock. Put it this way. You're right. You're right. So for 80s people, mm-hmm. Maroon 5 is Bon Jovi compared to Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Because right? yes. that's where we're going Yes, in. Maroon 5 <laughs> is the Bon Jovi. They're, they're two completely different the, rocks. Put it this way. If the ladies like it, it's not hard rock. No. 
Is that the regular ladies? I'm saying, right, yes. I'm not talking about I mean, there, there are I'm girls about, that there are girls that like hard rock. If the general right. lady public likes right. it, it's Bon Jovi. I'll say this. Now my mom likes Lincoln Park and Three Days Grace and some and obviously she likes the big hair bands from the seventies and the eighties, but she does enjoy some Maroon Five. So I look at it like, well, if my mom enjoys them, I'm like, maybe Maybe they're not really rock, but you can listen to them. They got rappers on there doing songs with them at this as well, and, and just the sound of their of their music is more poppy than it is rock. Like when I think of rock bands, I'm th- I'm thinking more hardcore electric guitar riffs right, right. and some more drum solos. Okay, that that's what I'm thinking, not what Maroon Five is doing. So you look at that list, and if someone wants to sit there and say Maroon Five is a rock band, I'm like, well then you're on crack. <laughs> because we haven't had a pure rock band yeah. do this probably, what, 10, 15, maybe 20 years, if at all? you talking about like a Coldplay <sighs> was in 2006, I, and I've got Coldplay in the same place as I do uh, Maroon 5. I was about to say, that's where I, like, Viva La Vida is probably my favorite song by Coldplay, and I'm and, um, just like, that or yellow. Put it this way, would you ever crank up a Coldplay song with other guys in the car? Viva La Vida, that's it, though. That's it. Okay. But seriously, that I'll would give be I'll give you it. one, and I don't even know if I'd do that, but I'm saying, like... True. If, Andre, mean, if Andre's in the passenger seat, you turn this up and say, this is my jam. Nah. <laughs> that's, a, nah. that's what I'm getting at, right? Right. Okay. So, I mean, just then looking throughout it... Like, King Nothing it, comes on Metallica, you're like, okay. Okay, yeah. Looking through it, then I don't think we've had a true rock band. The Who, the that stretch of the old people... Was yeah, the only but time. and that was past that their was, prime type people. Yeah, that was past their prime. They now, did have Aerosmith. That's still past prime. Uh, any any of them that are forty and older when they when mm-hmm. they perform, it's past prime. It's basically a reunion tour. So I'm gonna give you this one, but it's kind of a mixture about Kid Rock in the middle of that um, <laughs> P Diddy stuff. Like he plays everything. He's country. He's rap. He's rock. He's everything. Kid Rock is is gumbo. He's yeah, I mean he's originally a, he's originally a rapper. And he's from Detroit. Yeah, he's originally a rapper mm-hmm. and then moved into rap rock and then. Well, that's a, that's then the difference then from. He, then he got into some country. That's the difference from like him and Post Malone. Post Malone started in rock mm. that's where he got his roots from and then transitioned to rap and mm. hip-hop but um seriously like because i think we had this hey. conversation the other day it was like is there even a rock band today that they would invite to come and do this probably not because they're they keep pulling from yeah is there a big name right they keep pulling from like top the uh, top 50 or top 50 charts like top 100 charts no nobody that's my age is listening to that because you got to remember, they, they do have... out with Seven Nation Army? They, well, they could come as a feature because I would lose my shit if they came out with Seven Nation Army. But I, the only one I could sit here and think of that most everybody would know is you put Imagine Dragons up there and let Imagine Dragons have a halftime show. But well, other than that, be a decent show. I, I think they would do a good show. No Doubt was in 2003. That's the girl lead singer, Gwen Stefani. You 2 was 2002. And that's U2. Again, uh, that's in that group of... It's like... What are we going to call it? Soft rock? I, that's the word I was trying to... I was gonna, You're trying to get a, avoid it? Right. Soft rock? Like, it it kind of is soft rock. Like if we're, Are we talking... The, the, the problem is, is rock in, as a genre is so broad now. Mm-hmm. You've got you know emo rock. You've got alternative rock. You've got hardcore rock. I guess we can call it soft rock. What, whatever you want to call it. Either it's southern rock. I mean, it's just... It, it's all over the place. 
So I don't I don't know, but to me it just seems like the Super Bowl halftime shows are pandering to whoever is a part of like the top five charts or like a top five on the top one hundred chart. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be one of those people so because I, they want younger generation to tune in and want to watch it. So I clicked. Um, <laughs> just to hear you guys. Um, I this is I don't know when this came out. Let me see. April. This is last April. A hundred. We're not going to do this, but 100 best rock bands of the 2000s. <laughs> I didn't know there was 100, first of all. <laughs> yeah, well, so they I just named all 100. I'm guessing that ends in 2010. No, it's the 2000s. It's just... This is all the way yeah. till now. Yeah, I think so. I was about to say. Because it's got post-grunge 2000s. Ugh, um, grunge. Because this is going all the way back to... Ugh. It may, may be just the Zeros. That's what I'm saying. Because a lot of these... I'm thinking it is. like When people say 2000s, it's usually from 2000 to like 9. And then when 10 starts, they're like the 2010s. I'm going to scroll down to make sure. That now it's... we're into the roaring 20s again. Yeah, this is... I think it is. It says emo in the 2000s. Hi, I've got there. This is the... I've got there. <laughs> the cicada on They've got, it. It's got the emos ranked <laughs> in the 60s. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's got Metallica at 71. What? Of the 2000s. Of the two, well, Pearl Jam at 68. Well, like, Metallica, like, where are they, weren't they? Aerosmith they're more of, of a 90s band. Yeah, Aerosmith of, of 80. So it depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of two groups of Metallica fans. There's the 80s metal hairband. Mm-hmm. Rock it out, play as hard, fast as you can. I am in the other group, the 90s group, where the 90s albums got more lyrical mm-hmm. and more better production song wise as opposed to hard fast pull Metallica loud. out for hard, a hard, fast for loud. a Super Bowl uh, halftime show why not it'd be fantastic why not you know if all I'm ever gonna hear is people complaining about how bad these halftime shows are why don't we pull out a flash from the past maybe one that's not gonna have possible so, satanic so emblems the, so the two right so the 2000s <laughs> Linkin Park was one of Edge Sevenfold 2 Green Day 3. Oh, Linkin Park was one? Yeah. Didn't surprise me. Whoever Snow Patrol is was four. Uh, I do. Corn 5, Nickelback Have you ever heard their song? Okay, I'll tell you who Snow Patrol is. You ever heard the song Chasing Cars? If I lay here, if I just I've heard Counting Cars. Yeah, I've heard that. That's Snow Patrol. Oh, God. That really slow one? Mm, The one that's at the end of... um, That's the theme song to everyone's suicide? Yeah. Okay. That's at the end of. I think it's at the end. Of, I think they played at the end of every Grey's Anatomy or awful whatever it is. Song. Yeah. It's just a, it is an awful song. It's sad. so sad. What's your best song? One that makes me want to kill myself. Blink One Eighty Two Ten Nine Nine was. Yeah, this is of the two thousands. Uh, I was trying to cope just since two thousand, just to get an idea of maybe just some say of these Blink One Eighty Two was. Blink One Eighty Two. I'd love for them to have a show. No, no, no. Yes. No. Yes. I've seen them live. It's the worst thing in the history of the world. I'm telling Listen. you, like, if whatever you think that you're going to hear from them, you're going to get garbage and hot garbage at that. I So I went to one of theirs, and it was them and Green Day. Mm-hmm. And the way that it was set up was that they rotated who the headliner was. We were lucky. Green that, Day was that the Green headliner. Green Day was last that night. Okay. Because Blink-182 put on the worst damn show. Like, I've been probably 20 rock. You know, I've been Metallica. Mm-hmm. I've been to Aerosmith. I've been to Creed. I've been to The Offspring. Damn, I love to, the offspring. I've been to That's Puddle, a good band. I know. I've been to Puddle of Mud, um, Country Garth, Conway Twitty, Alan Jackson. Like you name them, I've been to them. 
Blink-182 by far put on the worst show I've ever seen in my life. And not it's bad enough all their songs sound alike to begin with, right? So let's say you're going to hear 10 songs that sound almost exactly alike. Between Hello each song, there. Right. Between, <laughs> each, between each song, Tanner, they told jokes. The only reason I listen to Blink-182 is because they're drummer. Travis Barker. Yeah. My brother's... My brother met like his best friend that's the producer for him. So he didn't tell jokes, but the other two did, and they were bad jokes, and it was awful. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't explain it any other way, y'all. <laughs> they would play a song, and then the two guys would sit up there and just tell corny jokes to each other. And you know they've got that weird voice anyway, so it's like, Hi, Hunter. Yeah, so, God Almighty. Knock, knock, who's there? Blink-182, <laughs> yeah. All the small things. <laughs> In my pants. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand it. I'm telling you, it was the worst. Like, I've seen better shows at the carnival. Like, it's really what it was. Like, it, uh, these people make yeah. millions, and they're up here doing what they're doing right now. It was just like, this is this is hard garbage. It's like, right. I can't believe I paid for this. But anyway, I didn't mean I didn't mean for this to be a Blink-182 bashing. I'm just warning you. Oh, my God, Listen, it was bad. I would like for them to do, like, a rotating set Modest for mouse. the Super Bowl. Just have three or four different bands and it just rotates. But Godsmack. <laughs> Who the freak is Godsmack? Huh? Never heard them. <gasps> but are you a rock fan? You have He's to ask no. that He's first, Kevin. So he won't know right, he won't. who Godsmack is. Murmur. He's got that. Oh, he's got. I don't know how to describe his voice. Got, it's. Uh, who Godsmack? Yeah. It's. Oh, God. It's like. It's Godsmack. <laughs> Right, let me ask you this. Do I you, can play it without you hearing it on the old Do map you know Tanner who Disturbed is? No. <laughs> Disturbed would do a fantastic show. God almighty. Probably. They're, they're more into cover show cover songs now, but even if they did their cover songs, right. he would kill it. He would kill it. Absolutely. Um, who else would do a good show? All right, well, I'm going through the, through the Old list. Old Rush, of, if we had it. Huh? So Audio, Old Sla- Rush, Audio Slave it. is on there from the 2000s. Foo Fighters. How have they not got a show yet? You know, For like, real. That's a really big mm-hmm. popular band. I'm not a big fan of them, but I respect them enough I to say like they, would, they would do a Foo good Foo Fighters show. more than I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. That's me. That's 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 my preferral. Creed's on here. Uh, everybody would make, would, all the people who hate Jesus would make fun of them. Papa Roach, some 41. Oof. Now, this is a personal favorite of mine, but um, it's not Godsmith. Personal favorite of mine, Hunter, mm. and I know they would never, ever in the history of the world put them on that stage, Tool. I know a lot of people that like Tool. Oh, yeah. They're fantastic. Music-wise, I can make the argument they're one of the best ever as far as like laying down music. Uh, did I tell you how they write their songs? Did I tell you about it? Yeah. But they they first, do music first and then the lead the singer comes in. That's nuts. That's just nuts. Um yeah, you could I I mean, I could listen to almost everything. Just just music, like just don't even listen to the words. It, it's just fantastic. Play the I stand he might he might re- understand the I stand alone one. I'm trying. Which one was on the Navy commercial? That's the one I was trying to pull up. I don't remember, but if <laughs> if you're talking about, so he he doesn't know who Godsmack is, right. but he said earlier, I might not know the name of the song, but I'll right. I might he recognize hear, yeah. it. He would probably recognize. He probably I do stand voodoo. Alone. 
I think he would. I think he would know. I stand alone more. Well, I'll blame both for he. I mean, see, y'all. That, well, not, that, that's not, not going out over our thing. Y'all can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing. Ah, uh, who else? I mean, that was my nana. Now I liked seeing Thirty Seconds to Mars when I saw him because they headlined for, um, or no, they opened for Lincoln Park. That when was I one of her favorite, favorite bands. Thirty Seconds to Mars. Yeah. He's got Jared Leto, and a lot of girls like to look at Jared Leto. So, so Weezer's on here. The Strokes, My Chemical Romance, Limp. Oh, Bi- give me an MCR. Limp Biscuit. When I was a young boy. Oh God. You know that Limp Biscuit, uh, lead singer from Gastonia. I did not know that. You know why he left Gastonia and never claimed Gastonia and and uh, claims Florida as their hometown? Why? His dad was a dirty cop. Ooh, they had to move. Ah, he's from. He's supposed to go to Hunter Huss. <laughs> but instead, he's making millions. So you know. Right. You think that was the choice? Hunter <laughs> Huss or millions? Okay, now I know. You know this? Yeah. I, I knew you. I figured you'd know this. As I, soon as I heard the drums, I knew who it was. Yeah. I like voodoo. I figured. I figured. There's another would. one. The one that's on the Navy commercial is like one of the very first songs. Mm. And it's a Navy recruiting commercial. I'll never forget that because my one of my best friends could make his voice sound just like that commercial. And yeah. Just, he, would just, he would just say it and he's just like, that's cool. <laughs> oh, shut up, Patrick. We've been listening to these all day, haven't we, Tanner? Oh my God! Hey, shut hey, up! These are all the leftover Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> yeah, are they? Well, yeah, those were all the ones that happened last night. Now, now YouTube just shows them. Golly, what a world we're in! I've heard this. I didn't play like two seconds of that. Where's the voodoo part? Oh, that ain't voodoo. I don't know what I clicked on, but it should have been Voodoo. That's Keep Away. Do you have heard that one? See yeah. a little God Smacks. That's that's them. Jeez. Well, I didn't think we'd spend 40 minutes on halftime Oh, God, shows. I thought it was like 15 in. I, yeah. No. Okay. All right, Hunter, let's talk football. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I've enjoyed talking about this because that's something that they, people look forward to every year. If it's not the game, because think about it, not every fan base has their team in the Super Bowl. Right. They're looking for they're looking forward to two different things. They're looking forward to the Super Bowl commercials, and they're looking forward to who's going to do the halftime show. What about the Killers? I like the Killers. You know who really should have got a halftime show by now was Pearl Jam. True, very true. I mean. What, what but see, we're sitting here talking about nothing but country, or, or rock artists. Right, when, when, is, played any when is a country artist going to get theirs? There's no reason Garth Brooks hasn't. They're going to put lo- little Nas X out so there. You heard, so have you heard this? <laughs> voodoo? I think so. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I've heard it. Voodoo, voodoo. <laughs> That's the closest person they're going to get to country is little Nas X. That's not country. Don't speak about it. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, Gar- there's no reason Garth shouldn't. In fact, they in, in one of the Texas ones, they, they should have had a, you know, one of these country melody type thing. If Garth should be by himself. Uh-huh. But I also wouldn't mind seeing a Alan Jackson, whatever kind of groups you kind of put together, like a four or five. Well, ro- ro- I would like to see, thing, like they, because, like because they about. have a song together. I would like to see Alan Jackson and the Zach Brown Band. Together. I thought you was going to say Tim McGraw and Nelly. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you what, I would like to see Tim McGraw stand alone for, for a, a halftime show. Yeah. I'm, I'd be fine with it. It's just one of those things where 
The halftime shows, all we ever get are a bunch of people complaining about the music when they don't realize that what they're doing, again, is just they're looking at the top 100 chart. Whoever's got multiple ones within the top 10, mm. that's who they're going to bring up here because they know that the younger generation is going to tune in for it. That's, that's it. I'm going to say this. I honestly hadn't watched a halftime show. Like live? And the only reason I did last night was because my kids happened to get out of the shower at the exact same time, and mm -hmm. we were all kind of in the living room together and getting yeah. dressed ready for the, to go to bed that night. I usually just go get something to eat. Honestly, the years I was in college and year after it, at Super Bowl, most Super Bowl parties, I'm making bets at halftime. Yeah. So I haven't usually, I don't care. And, and then we went through the, the musicians, so I, and none of them was like, hey, I got to watch this. Right, see? Um. All right, so we talked about uh, the other day about how this would affect the quarterbacks. Um, so Brady moves to seven. Mahomes is one and one. He would have to get to eight to yeah. get past him. Yeah, and and, and, we, and I think fine. we focus. I think we focus way too much on that. Oh, the Super Bowls. We, no, no, we had no, no. We have to say today's guy mm -hmm. is better than yesterday's guy. So if it's not Pat Mahomes. The next person that wins that goes three and zero in the Super Bowl, maybe that's, we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. We're going to put them in the in the same candidacy with these other guys. And well, it, you know why? It's the same thing, like with how I just said with the sports. It's it's to keep the younger audience right. interested. It right. gives them somebody to watch. Right. That's what like the same thing we've said about how ESPN sees. Oh, Zion is going to be our new baby to push. Like, look, it's Zion. It's Zion. The day that LeBron retires. We have somebody to carry the torch. And I think mm -hmm. the NFL is looking for that the day that Tom Brady and Drew Brees retire and Aaron Rodgers retires. They need somebody to carry the torch. Well, and that's looking to be the like thing about Patrick the NFL, Mahomes. I don't even think they do. They, they don't. Because it's, but not, it it's, is not, always, it's not star-driven in the fact that, you know, I, one thing I kind of want to talk about, point out with that, you know, Hunter, you know, you love your young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. How many young first-round quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl in the last 10 years? One. Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And the rest has been the old guys. And it's, you know, the experience, it, it matters so much. We talk about there, there's no time to develop these young guys. No, there's not. I mean, look, at the, look, look think about this. I, I listened to an interview with Kurt Warner the other day, and Kurt Warner said that the time they give coaches – and quarterbacks are the reason why we usually only have six to seven good teams mm -hmm. and the rest of them are in shambles mm -hmm. is because you don't give anybody time to right. implement their system and to develop a player. He said that that's what's wrong with the NFL. And th so so let's say you're developing your team or developing your players. Well, isn't that what Tampa did the last five or six years of Sheamus? Really? Yeah, they built we up got a around one him. Pick and we're building around him. And what they end up doing is getting rid of him bringing in an old guy, and he wins the Super Bowl on his first try. Now, this old guy's a little bit different than most, but yeah. point, point I will being, say this. You could waste a lot of time building. Hornets have been building their teams for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I know. Tampa Bay, to me, they gambled and won. That's what they right. did. They gambled and won because there was no guarantee that Tom was going to come to Tampa Bay because the reports were that the Chargers were also interested in him. Mm -hmm. And Tom, is, you know, he's from California, didn't know if maybe he'd want to go back home. So Tampa Bay, with them saying, we're going to move off of Jameis, like, think about it. Do you think they're sitting where they are right now with the talent they, they have, 
but let's take out Gronk, Antonio Brown, and Fournette, who all signed with them after Brady right. came. Do you right. think they're sitting where they are now if Brady says, I'm going to the Chargers instead of Tampa Bay, and they have already moved off Jameis, well, then who do they have? Like it's It's one of those things where I look at that situation, and I'm like, yeah, you just got lucky that mm. paid off, though. So their defense was eighth in the league this year. Oh, yeah. That was the biggest thing and that nobody will ever talk about Mm-mm. in all of this. Their defense was even good last year. Yep. The thing was, is Jameis went 30 for 30. So you take a good defense, you had a quarterback, you get good. That's look what Pittsburgh did this mm-hmm. year. They were 8-8, eight eight, top five defense. Ben Roethlisberger comes back, I'm like, they're going to win some games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the... <sighs> The Bucks defense is going to get so little credit for what they did. And then so you look at Brady. Brady got the MVP mm-hmm. and threw for 200 yards. Three touchdowns. But, yeah, you're right. You could take those three touchdowns away and they still win 10-9. to Because mm-hmm. so, they do have a field goal and a, yeah, and a well, rushing <laughs> touchdown. Right. So, I told, and I told Andre, I was like, if I'm giving the MVP of that game, it's one of two people. I'm giving it to Devin White. He was he was my second choice. Gronk was my first. It's Gronk and Devin White, and you're 100 percent right on why he he controlled that. Game. I think he I, hustled his ass off. I watched that he game last night. Play. I watched that game last night, and I've watched obviously Tampa whenever they're on television because they had a lot of primetime games with them having Tom Brady. And I watched Devin White play in his second year. I can make an argument he might be the first or second best middle linebacker in the NFL in his second season. Because think about it. Keekley's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't necessarily have the sole control over the best middle linebacker in the game. I look around. Van Der Esch is decent, but he's not the same that he was his rookie season. Same thing with Jalen Smith because they run, was it, the 3-4 down there in, uh, in Dallas. So they have the two Mike linebackers. They're no, like Devin White, what he does, sideline to sideline. The, the, oh, God, there goes a baseball bat. He ran a 4-4-2-40 at his size, and you see it in game speed. Like, it translates. That's not just a, a sprint speed. That's right. game speed for him. He, he was hustling. Uh, if they got the ball over to Tyreek Hill on a swing pass, and guess what? He got out there. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the angle was perfect, but he had still enough speed to get there for a guy that runs almost a sub-4-3. I think he does. I think he might run a 4 2 So... I, I'm. That's just me, but I agree with you on if it was going to go to anybody else. I wasn't really thinking about Gronk, but I was the one that saw the pressure that the defense got on Patrick Mahomes and what Devin White was mm-hmm. doing from sideline to sideline. I was like, I would, I would have given the MVP to Devin White. Well, Gronk scored the first two scores. Yes, and that would have won the game. Yeah, that'd have been it. <laughs> like, I don't. Know, there's so many different ways you can look at it to where. Playoff Lenny showed up. Yeah, I, I think that I think Gronk probably might have deserved that one. If I just how do you give a quarterback with only two hundred yards the MVP? Um, that's it's Tom. It is, and it's, it's not. Tom Brady. It's not. I don't know. I don't know if it's. But right. I'll, I'll say this: like, even though me and you can sit here and say we don't know if it's right, I don't think there's really a teammate on that team that has hard feelings over that because they got a Super Bowl out of it. No, Gronk. Could, Probably give a, a nah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That that's their guy. He came here, and I think that organization and the players alone know. Without him, I there's no guarantee that we would even really be in this position. 
So I think they're fine with him getting the MVP. But I agree with you. I think you, you could have probably looked elsewhere for the guys that had a better, a not a better, a bigger impact in that game. on that game, right. which it was the defense. And right, if now, it, Tom and didn't if, throw any picks. He had high police percentage. And if you didn't want to give it to Devin White, you could have possibly looked at Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett mm-hmm. was getting to the quarterback all night. That offensive line, I have... And I know that was a makeshift. They had to move guys around. I think they actually had three starters on the season out. One of them opted out at the beginning of the season because he's a nurse and mm-hmm. he works in a hospital, so that's what he's doing instead. And obviously the two guys to injure the tackles to injuries. But my God, I thought they at least to be pros would have would have had a better chance. Like like I heard a a comparison. It was early. It was the day or yesterday or last night, and they were like. What other quarterback at least gets out of the pocket and makes something happen with that amount of pressure getting through that offensive line? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that even Mahomes was able to complete the amount of passes that he right. did. So, all right, so let me break down Mahomes for you and their offense and what I think their biggest weakness, how, how their offense is designed. I think they wait too long. I think they try to do too many big plays. Right. You, you, you're, you're in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. So their offense, to me, when watching the tape and watching them play and watching them break down, is designed to what you just said. So they've got all this speed, but they don't actually run real routes. Mm-hmm. They're more like run to an open spot, right? and Mahomes is going to find you. Mm-hmm. So what's what's weird about it, so if you said, I want Patrick Mahomes to take a four-step drop and throw it, they don't do that. No. They, I tweeted they that last never night. Never do that. I tweeted that last night when I saw them go into halftime. In my mind, I was like, "Okay, Andy Reid, this is your opportunity to make adjustments." Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting home with only four half the time, mm-hmm. so here's your opportunity to start doing quick slants, screens, mm-hmm. something to get it out of his hands fast. Mm-hmm. Did they do it? No. So when no, you, they did. When you play against wide receivers, and, and that's it's all about speed. You, it's a little bit different. So what I'm saying is that they need a Keyshawn Johnson. Possession receiver? Yes, they don't have one. It's Kelsey or Bust. and Yeah, it is Kelsey or Bust, and Tyreek has got speed and hands, but Hardman has got speed, brick hands, right. and Sammy Watkins has been hurt a lot mm-hmm. in his career. So you're right, 100%. I think they take Al- a sage to rat. Almost all of their <laughs> – he would be perfect for them. Probably. Almost all – in fact – now that you said that, second round guys, Kansas City. If I'm Kansas City, I pick one of the running backs first and Sage Tratton. I don't know if they're going to take a running back first if they don't look at what happened to their offensive line and well, say they we might we might need to bolster this up a little bit. But but as far as their passing offense, so I, I'm just trying to put myself in Mahomes' position. So to me, you get the ball, you take three steps. They're looking to see immediately then if Kelsey or one of the other ones beat somebody already, mm-hmm. and then he pump fakes and then he moves. And then once he moves, it's whether he can get around the people and the and the linemen, and he moves fantastically. And he throws the ball on a run better than I would say almost about anybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's even ever played. That throw he made where it was almost a touchdown, and he's he was sideways, f- on, sideways the on the ground. Right. I was like, that's baseball, man. That right there, you could tell the baseball players. The diving players. throws, right. yeah. You can tell the baseball players. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Nance and him were like, oh, my God. Not Nance and him, Romo and him, or, or Nance and Romo, but – you know, Nance's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm like, yeah, if you play baseball, like every throw he makes, I'm like, yeah, that dude played shortstop mm-hmm. or, or, or something at some point. It's not it's not normal throws. And that's what I think is a hindrance to their offense by not having the ability to go one, two, three, I'm gonna throw a comebacker. 
or mm. I want to throw an out route. It's one, two, shit, let's run around. And it works because if they get open, it's a big play. Yeah. But you can't – I don't think you can sustain your offense like that without a without a, like I think a Keyshawn Johnson. I think I'm like also kind of I'll, – I'll, I'll give him a lot of credit for this too. I didn't realize how substantial the toe was until they said he's planning to get off-season surgery I on bet it. that thing's broke. Is it the ligament or is it is it bone? It's turf said. toe. I'll bet that thing's black then. I had it in basketball my whole – It's my, turf both toe. Both my big toes turned black. And for him to be able now, to – If you're worried about stuff being straight, you, you, got, you need to find something better to do. <laughs> I'm just going to say, <laughs> watching him, I, I have to give him a lot of credit for what he was able to do with such little protection and, and the movement that he had to get off while really only on half a foot. Because if you look, if you know like the makeup of the foot and the hands in general, you just don't realize how important your hands are with these thumbs because without them we can't really properly grip things. And your big toe is basically your stabilizer. Yeah. That's what's keeping your foot balanced. So it's just for him to be playing on, essentially on a bad big toe and how he moved with the pressure that was getting through that matador of an offensive line for the Chiefs, I was very impressed by it. Uh, going forward, I, I agree everything with what Kevin just said, though. you got to be able to not be so reliant on, your, on the big play because it's not always there. You've just been very lucky that teams have have such a, a mismatch with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill that no matter what, it seems like one of them is open. But what happens when he, when a team locks down both of them and says, you got to beat us with everybody else, and everybody else is just not up to par? Sammy Watkins has been injured all year. I don't think he got in any sort of rhythm on the season at all. So that's a tough t- – that's a – Tall task for him at this point in the Super Bowl. As much as I love Miko Hardman, he's just not their strongest catching receiver. Now, he's got speed. He runs like a 4-3-something. Yeah. Now, he's got speed. The problem is, is he's just not a guy where I, I can look at him and say he's going to catch everything I throw at him because he's just not. And I do like Miko Hardman. He's a Georgia Bulldog. I'm a Bulldogs fan. So, of course, I root for any dogs. Clyde Edwards, he lay throughout the season, had been injured for most of it outside of the first two or three weeks. And I think that really hurt their offense. Because when it came to the Super Bowl and he's back, their best play really from the line of scrimmage was one of his rushes in the coming out of halftime. And so for them really to not lean more on the run game in a position where you don't have any time to throw the ball... I don't know. I realized they were kind of in a hole. They were already down by like what twenty two at the time. Yeah, and he was too busy trying to throw. They, bombs. they had to try and throw. They had to. They were essentially at the point where the only way they could come back was they had to throw the ball, yeah. and it just didn't work. And he was trying to throw it way too deep. He should have just done short passes and got at least some yards. Yeah, he he should have probably looked a little bit more at the intermediate game, um, but the, again. How much of that do I put on Patrick Mahomes or do I put on Andy Reid and Bienemy's offense, the head coach and the offensive coordinator? Because for them not to look and say, wow, Tampa Bay is getting through our offensive line with ease. We can't have these six to seven step drops. We can't afford to. We're going to just let Mahomes get out here and get creamed every single time because we can't block. We couldn't block a fly. Uh, we we couldn't block a 300-pound man 
with five people in front of him. If it was one on five, they couldn't block him. I, I'm just dead serious. That's how bad that offensive line play was last night. So I, I don't. Tackles wanna, were out too. Yeah, they? both tackles were out. Uh, yep, uh, one of their players, I think. Uh, they moved a guy that traditionally plays guard out to tackle, I think, on the opposite side of what he usually plays. So it's just, I don't know, it's just tough. I can't really put all of this at Mahomes' feet. And that's what it's going to be tough for people in major media not to do because we pitted this game all week leading up to it as Mahomes versus Tom Brady and not just Chiefs versus Bucks. And uh, you gotta, and we've said it. You got to give the Bucks defense a lot of credit, but I think really a lot of this is on Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy not making adjustments, even to make it close. You know, they could have gotten beat regardless whether or not they actually made the halftime adjustments. I think they needed to make. They could have gotten beat regardless because they were down a substantial amount of points at halftime, and coming back was going to be a very tall task against that defense. I, yeah, I think I'm going to lay blame on this to Bienemy and Andy Reid. And I don't know if I want to put it at Spagnola's feet either, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, and only because the, the game plan to get Tom Brady off his game is to get pressure and to get him to move. We know he's kind of a statue in the backfield, and he's not looking to move a whole lot. So if you can get him off his mark, you'll probably have success. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm yawning so much. I think I know why. It's because I had terrible sleep last night because of my sciatic nerve being pinched. I can feel it while, when I'm sitting here, and I move a certain way. I was just struggling to find a comfy spot because it, I'd move, and it would pinch, and it would just w- keep me awake. And that, that ugh. Uh, that's so, up. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to get comfy, and you you shift a little bit, and you're just like, oh, I'm awake again. <laughs> um, but back to what I was saying about the Chiefs and Spagnola. Oh, my gosh. Chief and, <laughs> the Chiefs and Spagnola, they just didn't get enough pressure to me on Tom Brady and them. Now, I can give a ton of credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line, but I just feel like there could have been better game plans from both the offensive side and defensive side of the coaching staff of the Chiefs. So I can't lay blame all at Mahomes. It's just, to me, you had an opportunity. You should have made your adjustments. Did you? No. And that's what came back to bite you. And sure, I mean, Tampa Bay might have been the better team out of the two. All I, And, you know, you look back at it throughout the season, Tampa Bay lost Three consecutive games, and that third consecutive game they lost to was to the Chiefs. They said it last night. After they lost to the Chiefs, they didn't lose a single game. Mm. They went on like a, a almost an eight, nine-game win streak. So, congratulations to, to Tampa Bay, but Kansas City, I you almost fell into a one-trick pony. And when that trick stopped impressing people, or in this case, stopped working, what good were you? It just didn't happen. Two picks from Mahomes. Yeah. Um, hundred and seven rushing yards, nine carries for one for the lead running back. That's it. Nine <laughs> carries. That's it. That's ridiculous. Um how many times did they hand the ball off between Fournette and Ronald Jones for Tampa Bay? Twenty eight. Exactly. 
combined. So, so they had 28 rushes, 150 yards, uh, exactly. Um, Edwards Hilaire had nine rushes. He was averaging seven yards a carry. <laughs> the best I said while nine you were down, 64 yards. I said while you were down the hallway. I said the best offensive play that looked like for the Chiefs was when they came out of halftime and he bursted out that long 20, 30 yard run. There's one thing about Andy Reid's teams. He he will not commit to the run. He won't he, Donovan McNabb sit there and lost all those championship games, sitting there throwing slant, 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 slant. Slant, slant. Well, now they don't even run slants. <laughs> they just run deep routes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just he. It, Andy Reid coaches like he's playing Madden. Um, so they, they lose the Super Bowl. I just look, just looking at, you know, trying to some of the stats. Gronk led the Bucks with receiving of six catches, sixty-seven yards. Kelsey ten catches, one hundred thirty-three yards. Just one thing that nobody, one thing that. We didn't really get into, or nobody really did. You know, everybody spent so much time talking about the historic quarterback matchup. Mm -hmm. This could possibly be a historic tight end matchup. matchup. Was Gronk's probably the best ever? Not saying Kelsey is, but he's got a chance to put some big numbers up with with Tony Gonzalez and Jason Witten and and get Mm -hmm. to that point. Um, Gronk is ridiculous, but um, you know that's a big matchup. And and then of course Devin White with the game. just huge game on defense. We talked about why, you know, MVP, probably he, he maybe he could have been. Here's the early power rankings from your favorite network. Kansas City <laughs> 1, Buffalo 2, Green Bay 3, Tampa Bay 4. Four. They just won the Super Bowl. How are they 4th? They're all coming and back. They're fourth. Yeah. 4th. If anything, they should, to me, definitely be in front of Buffalo, and I hate to say that because I do love Josh Allen, and I think they got a real chance with what they're building up there, and Green Bay. If you want to put Kansas City at one in front of them because you think a fully healthy Kansas City is better than Tampa Bay, I understand. But for them to be anywhere below one and two, yikes. All right, Tanner, give me some some love over here. Give my computer up. Cleveland is at seven. Hunter? Five year, five points away from knocking the Chiefs off to begin with uh-huh. two rounds ago. Um, this is off season in three or four fewer words. Keep it going after years of futility. The Browns finally had a breakout season. Uh, to reach the Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history, the key will be building on on off last off season success. Uh, I think the Browns' biggest things um, is improving the defense. If they use all seven picks on defenders, this Carolina year, style, Panther style, it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. Um, Maybe the big, maybe they maybe spend one even a first rounder on an offensive lineman, and then the rest defenders. But I would bolster the defense in that fashion. Um, the the Browns, just like any of these other teams, Hunter, you're not going to Super Bowl without a top twelve defense, and right. they're sitting at twenty something last year, and that's not mm-hmm. going to get it done as good right. as the offense can be. And that's what everybody will talk about. We don't need running backs. We don't need tight ends. Don't need wide receivers. Depending on if what you're going to do with Odell, if you're going to keep him. I think whether no matter what you do with Odell, you're going to fix the wide receiver's part because you can keep him, or you just trade him and draft somebody, or, or, right. or trade him for somebody, or just get a free agent. Right. So I, I think I think offense they're fine except the the, the line and, and then defense. Um, I think they got a good team. I like them. Uh, Seahawks uh, eight, San Francisco nine. We don't know who'll be their quarterback. Titans ten, uh, Steelers eleven, Miami twelve. Uh, that might be Tua. Yeah, New Orleans down at thirteen. I guess they're considering saying without Breeze. 
Um, Arizona 14, Indianapolis 15. Don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Vegas 17. Cowboys down at 19. How about the Patriots at 20 and your football team at 21? Uh, Tanner suggested that's what I should call you. Football team? Since I get y'all mixed up. <laughs> call me football team. Right. No. <laughs> no. You can't just call me football right. team. Football, how about football team fan? You're the FTF. <laughs> just call me Hunter. Football fan Hunter. I can't call you Hunter. I call everybody Hunter, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I can't call him Tanner. I'm just going to get a name tag. Well, look at that. I'm <laughs> 21st and Tanner's 22nd. Yeah, Falcons at 22. They said they're keeping Matt and Julio. Yeah, for, I think the front office even came out and said that. Like they're, They yeah. have no plans. We only have $100 million invested in these Both two. of them. And one of them is <laughs> about to be, if I'm not mistaken, I think Matt Ryan is like a $40 million cap 40, hit. 41.7. Yeah, geez. Good Lord. Look at that. Local, we local see team is 23. So it says Washington. We're a quarterback away. Who the hell's playing quarterback for you? Yeah. Same with New England. There are no names. The Falcons are who the hell's playing defense for you? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Panthers. We have no defense. What is defense? The Panthers are looking for quarterbacks. They've been rumored Did at you? Stafford. They've been rumored at Carson Wentz. They've yeah. been rumored at Deshaun Watson. They've been rumored at everything but Teddy Bridgewater, it seems, Hunter. They want just yeah. There is no rumor for Teddy Bridgewater. If anything, Teddy's just sitting back and watching this, and already has his bags packed because he knows they're trying to ship him off this year. What's the Patriots' record this year if Bridgewater was the quarterback? I think it's better instead of Cam. Well, well they, they have a top. They have seven top, and nine. They had a top ten defense. Mm-hmm. I think they they could be nine and seven. Just flip flop them. I think they could win two. Uh, flip flop two losses for two wins. So after Brady watches what he, I mean, Belichick watches what he watches last night. Does he? do everything in his power to get a, a, a good quarterback in the house now, or what's his plans? Now, here's the stat I want to give you on Belichick. I tweeted out last night. He has coached in the NFL seven seasons without Tom Brady as the quarterback. Now he had one playoff win in that time. One playoff appearance and playoff one playoff appearance. win Yeah, in that time. 1994, and the team he beat, Tanner? The New England Patriots. As a coach, Belichick's Cleveland Browns. only playoff win without Tom Brady is against the New England Patriots. With Drew Bled so much, he had to have a transfusion. Was the quarterback? So you don't get it. No, no. That's his nick. That's his nickname. His name is Drew Bledsoe, but Drew Bled so much he had to have a transfusion. <laughs> oh. There, I, now I get okay. it. Now you yeah. get it. Yeah. It's these one are, of those these things. Are 90s, like... These are 90s dad jokes, Tanner. Keep up. <laughs> Chris, That was Chris Berman's uh, nickname for him on ESPN. It's Drew Blood so much he had to have a transfusion. The Chicago Bears at 24th, but they're in the same boat as everybody else. Everybody right there outside of, well, even Carolina is considered it's quarterback. All right. So They Bel- got the defense. It's just a quarterback. So Belichick, Tanner, let me finish that, is in seven years without Brady has one playoff win, and it's against the Patriots. In 18 years with Brady, he made the playoffs 17 times. And the one year he didn't, he was 9-7. and seven, And he has six championships. Now, is it Brady or is it Belichick? We're about Brady. To, <laughs> Brady, Brady leaves. Brady wins the Super the team. Bowl. I think about, and again, about, hey, we're building our team. We're building our organization. We're, you know, for the future. Here's the future. And the Bucks are like, they go Miami Marlins style. I'm like, all right, Whatever. y'all keep playing for the future. We'll, we'll go play ahead and win now. this one. We'll play to win now. I like the teams that play to win now, Hunter. 
this 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 future stuff. Oh, I'm fine. I'm the same way. I I like for you to try and play now, but if you're nowhere close, I don't want you to. I don't like, want to see you like, give up the house for well, it. Like, but for you guys, like if you're Ron Rivera, why do you care what the 2025 Redskins do? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. If I'm Washington, I'm pushing for Carson Wentz. You we've like already that? we've already done we've already done a deal with Philadelphia in the past for Donovan McNabb. I would push for Carson Wentz. I would go all in for Deshaun Watson because look at it. We are the exact makeup of what a Super Bowl team needs to be outside of the quarterback. Seriously. Well, why don't y'all get Trubisky? He's got a better record than Deshaun Watson. Than Watson. I don't think it'll work, but drafted in the same draft. Have Second. The same record. Second overall. Speaking of that, um, how about I watched a little documentary on Dan Marino the other day. Uh-huh. It was called, <laughs> it's shitty how they do them. The series is called um, Untitled. And so they go. It's because he doesn't have a title. Right. So they find people that hadn't won a title and talk, basically talk why they didn't. Right. So that's, anyway, he was dra- in his draft mm-hmm. <laughs> was Joe Mon. No, no. Who was number one? He went third. No, he went fifth, I think, in the draft. Fifth quarterback in that draft, huh? Um, let me pull it up. Because I want to be accurate. Because it's pretty interesting. Um, NFL draft. Da, 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 da. Okay, there. Elway was one. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this draft. Okay. Shit. Um, pulling up, pulling up, pulling up. Elway won. Eric Dickerson, too. Oof. Pretty good start, right? Really good start. How about number three? You've heard this name before. Kurt Warner. Damn, I think that's a pretty good one. Not the same Kurt Warner. Damn. He wasn't picked third overall. <laughs> well, he was with <laughs> Green Bay, though, before he got cut and went and did arena football. So he was a running back uh, from Penn State. All right. <laughs> Could have fooled everybody. <laughs> Not just me. So Todd Blackledge mm. went third quarterback. Okay. He was picked uh, seventh overall by the Kansas City Chiefs. In his career, he had 5,000 yards, 29 touchdowns, 38 interceptions. The fourth quarterback that year. Ready? One, one, one two. No, Blackledge was second. Mm-hmm. The third quarterback the, that year picked 14th, Jim Kelly. I think that's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. Tony Easton was fourth quarterback that year. I know you don't know who that is. No, I don't. But he was the quarterback of the New England Patriots that played against the Bears in the Super Bowl and got stomped. Mm. They beat Dan Marino's Dolphins to get to to that Super Bowl. Dan Marino's Dolphins that year were the only team to beat the Bears that year in the regular season. And they didn't get a chance for a repeat rematch. In, that could have that could have been his ring in the Super Bowl, right? Um, so there's four quarterbacks, and that leaves you all the way down. Aaron Rodgers style, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Dan Marino picked twenty seventh, the fifth quarterback, fifth quarterback in the first round. Mm-hmm. Dan Marino picked twenty seventh. Do you know who was twenty eighth? Is it a quarterback? Nope. I do not. He's a Hall of Famer. Daryl Green. Oh! The last pick of the first round. 
Yeah, because y'all won the Super Bowl in yeah. 82 with the MVP kicker, yeah. Mark Mosley. And so y'all got Daryl Green with the last pick. One spot behind Dan Marino. You could have had Marino for those Super Bowls instead of worrying about Doug Williams and Mark Riffian. <laughs> and Theismann. They won them, They though. won. You're right. They, they won, won them, them, though. They won them. Um, so real quick on, on that, okay? So Marino goes fifth. No, no, I missed one. He went sixth. Ken O'Brien went before him, three spots okay. in front of him. So Marino was they the had six sixth. quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah, and he was last. So that's that's Aaron Rodgers. And that's, he's, that's your guy's Aaron Rodgers. And he's probably the most iconic outside of Elway in that draft. But here, but if you think about it, though, Hunter, he may have had the fourth or third or fourth best career out of the draft, though. Well, Jim Kelly made three Super Bowls, four, four, and he beat Marino to get to those Super mm-hmm. Bowls. And Elway, so at least two, maybe I think at least two. It might have been Elway three of the has the Super Bowls. El- Elway went to three Super Bowls, past Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. So both of them to combine made seven Super Bowls with Marino in the conference. Yeah. So now. Added together, they went one and six in those Super Bowls. Yes, and Marino was zero and one in his. Think about it, Hunter. After Marino's second year, he throws for forty-eight touchdowns, and he made the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl and lost, and never made it back again. Never made it back. Think about the bets the folks would have made. Like what about the last ten years? Everybody's been betting see, on Aaron Rodgers. That's what everybody was saying. You know why Patrick Mahomes' longevity? Like it's projecting to be a damn good career because he did what Marino did just. He finished the race. He made it his second year, right. had 50 touchdowns, and finished the race with a Super Bowl victory. How about first year, playoffs, second year, Super Bowl, third year, you lose to Tom Brady? About Think about it. No, wait a minute. That, that was Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> and That's Pat, true. And Pat Mahomes. That is true. Russell Wilson did. Wilson hasn't been back since. Russell Wilson. Has he? Is he one and one? And where Patrick Mahomes. Uh, no, he hasn't been back. He's one and one in the He's Super Bowl. He's one and one. Yes, he is. Mahomes and Mahomes. And one think and about one. it. Exact think same. about it. Mahomes beat Jimmy Garoppolo. Russell Wilson beat Peyton Manning. I think what all this all means is that Baker Mayfield's about to win seven of the next twenty Super Bowls. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. what I get. That's what I get from it. Gotcha. <laughs> no. No. That means any quarterback that's drafted <laughs> no. in the sixth round and somehow becomes a starter is going to be the guy that goes on to win the Super Bowl. So L.A. was two and three in Super Bowls. Like I said, oh, and he made three. Well, hell, no. He Marino was there till two thousand. So Elway made all of his Super Bowls mm-hmm. with Marino in the conference. Mm-hmm. So Elway and I mean Elway and Kelly made nine of the basically twenty Super Bowls that Marino was no eighty three seventeen Super Bowls. So they made half the Super Bowls in that same draft, and he only made one. I love Dan Marino. Dude can sling it. But damn, they didn't get the wins. No. Um, but I bet Kansas City picked Todd Blackledge. I bet they regret that. Uh, New England picked Tony Eason. He made a Super Bowl. He he lost just as many Super Bowls as Marino did, mm-hmm. and he beat Marino to get to one. So how do you do that? <laughs> and then it's you and then you've got the Eli Manning effect too. It's with crazy how hard it is just to get there. Like we look at basketball. Right. Oh. And the main superstar, <laughs> and think about it. 
we we look at basketball, and right. usually if you have one of the top three or four players in the league, you're, you're more than likely, and especially if you have two of them, mm-hmm. you're almost guaranteed to get to the finals. Right. Almost guaranteed. But in football, that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Even the best, because what was I think I heard Colin talking about the other day. He said, if you think about it in the NFL, sometimes the best team doesn't always make it to the Super Bowl. A lot of the times, the best team or the second best team in the NBA make the Super Bowl. He said, in the NFL, it doesn't work that way. Because think about it. If he, he, and he put it this way. He said, to him, he thought the best roster in the NFL was the Saints. Yeah. And good. they got beat by the Tampa Bay. And maybe the second best team, roster-wise, was the Rams. And they got beat by Green Bay. So the best teams don't always make it. It's it's strange, and that just goes to show you. You know, like you said, Marino, he made it his second year in the NFL, and never again. And he didn't have bad Dolphin teams. No, he wasn't a part of the early two thousands to the until last year Dolphins that we have known. How about with my count, Hunter? Yeah, another quarterback was not drafted in that draft until the sixth round. Really. So they took six, six in, in the first, first round, and then seven in total, and it wasn't until the sixth round. Nothing until the sixth round. Dang, they must have loved everything they saw about those that, quarterbacks. That's one of those years where whoever was picking in the twenties and stuff was was banging out draft picks because everybody mm-hmm. else picked quarterbacks. We got Daryl Green in the first round at twenty eight. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's true. You got Daryl Green. I was trying to see if there's any other Hall of Famers after that. It doesn't look like it. It looks like the draft. Well, Richard Dent went in the eighth round Hall of Fame. Dang, eighth round. Richard made the Hall of Fame in the eighth round. We only have seven now. Right. Crazy. All right, I, I thought you'd like the, the Marino and the and the Belichick stats of the day and, and kind of talking about some of well, that. Well, from that list, it's time. You always, everybody does it the day after the Super Bowl. You're way too early Super Bowl prediction. You're way too early Super Bowl prediction. Do you think Tom gets back next year? No, it's going to be Browns and, um, who did I tell you yesterday? Seahawks. So you think the Browns and the Seahawks get there next year? No, I'm going to take that back. You know how I want it to be? Who? Browns and Vikings. And I don't, you know, the only reason why? Why? It'd be pretty cool. Color schemes to watch on brown and orange, and purple and yellow, orange and purple. Just, it's just I'm tired of the red, white, and blues. That is all we've red. had: red, Reds, navy, blue. I, I was white. looking on social media the other day, yesterday actually, after the game, and somebody said, "When are they?" Were like, "It should be a rule that the teams in the Super Bowl have different color schemes." <laughs> I said it's too similar. All right. I didn't like they wouldn't let them shoot the cannons for both teams. Um. I don't see a reason why not. Um, they were going to shoot them for both teams anyway. Whoever the won. And then the Bucks yeah. made it, and then they changed it and said, wait. Like, were they not going to shoot them during the Super Bowl? I don't if that, know. Like, that, like, why was that even a decision? Like, to me, it was like, either, so let's say you're not going to shoot them. Right. Well, then there's no announcement to be made. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to shoot them, why would you just shoot them for the Bucks and not both teams? I was just... I was just I was so, just, you were hoping the Vikings... And I'm just saying for color-wise. For color-wise. So you're really going to stick with Brown Seahawks? Probably will be. Right now, that's where I'm leaning on the pick. You know, honestly, Hunter, it may be. 
I was going to pick Bucks this year. I was going to wait a year and then pick Bucks this year. I didn't. I think it's very extremely hard to just jump on a team. It never works. What they did. No, because think about sports, it. Even in, in, the, even in the NBA, you got guys that get together in their first year. It doesn't always work that way. The Heat, the Heat in their first. Um, L.A. the Clippers, not the Lakers. The Clippers didn't win it their first well, year. What about the Lakers and they had Carl Malone and Gary Payton? It doesn't always work that way. Houston added Scottie Pippen and Barkley. And didn't even make the finals. Houston, even with James Harden, when they thought they were going to make the run with adding Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. Now we have to look and see how it works with the Nets this year. With Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden. Like you said, it it doesn't always work. So Mm -hmm. guess what? Damn, Tom. You just checked off another history mark. And then the injuries. They didn't didn't really have... None of the big guys are, are hurt. Injuries play a huge X factor in you even making it. Right. To the Super Bowl. And it... Just so happened that the Chiefs' injuries happened a game before right. the Super Bowl. Like, think about it. I see. I I believe deep down, and I know Andre don't want to hear it, but I believe deep down, if we have a healthy Chief, a healthy Chiefs team, we might be having a different discussion today. I'm not necessarily gonna just stamp of approval. I think the Chiefs would have won, but if the Bucks wouldn't have would have won, it would not have been. A substantial of a margin that it was. Just think about Brady. He got beat twice by Eli Manning. He got beat by Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. He only scored 13 on the Rams, and then he blows out the Chiefs. And actually, first game ever thro- throwing a touchdown in the first quarter. Before the last the Super Bowl. Before the last Super Bowl that he played in, the closest game he was in was the overtime game. I think I heard it was like and then they won first 13 game. To three. In all of his Super Bowls prior to this, he won by a combined margin of 22 in all of them. Combined. Like, that was the margin. Yeah, added it was up. Low. And then this one, he won by, like, 26. 31-9, 22, exactly. 22. Did he um, just retire already? He won't, uh, I What is he right now, 43? I think he we have said two, he's going to play till he's 45. That's what he said. If he's feeling good, he guess he, what? He said he might even play past it. He might. He might I'm play not, till he's 50. I'm not going to put anything past him because... He's so committed to winning. He's one of the guys that'll look at you and say, "I'll take a pay cut. I'll just take a pay." Cut. I know he's I'll happy. Just take he's a happy. Pay It'd cut. be fun. It'd kind of be fun to watch him jump around different teams. Now he only did. <laughs> he goes I don't think you he will. He now he did only sign a two-year contract right. when he was there. So after this coming season will be his technical last season on that contract. So if he wanted to just jump around and go different places, he could. I bet next year he resigns for two years, thirty million. Takes his money. Said no, this is it. Gonna I'm gonna take my money. Sitting there in fifteen. Million a year, I'm like spend it on whatever you want. Mm. Let's go win a couple more. They got a chance, um, and it's all about the defense. If they like the defense salesman, nobody's talking about it, but the defense salesman. People don't realize it was the craziest stat. Tom Brady has more Super Bowls by himself than all of the 32 organizations. Like, think <laughs> about it. The Steelers were at the most at six, and they were tied with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady has seven. Mm-hmm. What? And those six Super Bowls for the Patriots were thanks to him. It's just what's weird about it is that he's not he's not dominating. It's not and in football you can't just dominate like that. Like like you would say what Mahomes' offenses did was dominating. Yes. The best offense he ever had didn't win the Super Bowl. Two best wide receivers he's had didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Randy he's lost and West. to Eli twice and Nick Foles. Like none of it makes sense. Everything you say about his career 
doesn't make sense. Like sixth round draft pick goes right. on to win seven Super Bowls. At no point do I look at him, and, and it's him, not as a journeyman; it's as a starting quarterback. Right. At, at no point do I look at him physically and say that's something we'll never see again. I feel like we see it every year. <laughs> right. Like there's there's better athletes than Tom Brady. The only difference is, is he takes care of his body. What he does and what he has shown the quarterback position to be is the mental preparation for what's going to happen is almost way more important mm-hmm. than anything as far as your legs go. Him and Peyton, that, they really showed that. Right. Because nobody was saying Peyton Manning was beating me in the 40-yard dash. Right. So so most times, so you got, what, three to four seconds tops to throw the ball, three-step three, three step drop. So what, what you've got to do before you even get there, Hunter, you can't, you can't go old school and just be like, hike that son of a bitch, I'm going to find somebody open. Mm-hmm. And that's what it seems like a lot of players kind of do, Cam, <laughs> uh, is, is that. And Those are your gunslingers. So they get up the line of scrimmage, and basically they, they've, they simplified football. You recognize the defense. So you see if they're in a cover two, well, what play did we call? Well, I've got this play, this pass, and this pass. That's, who's gonna, that's who Ooh. I'm going to. And that's what you're doing. So before the play even starts, and that's why they wait all the way up to 34 seconds so they know exactly what they're going to do, they get the ball, they're thinking – I'm looking at this guy, this guy, and this guy. And, and then they, they've done such a good job with it. And what he does is move the chains. I'll say this. He moves the chains well. Outstanding. He throws the ball. There's nothing bad about anything he does. It's almost like the. It's almost like he's the Emmett Smith of quarterbacks. He might not where, be a 10 everywhere, but he's right, a damn 9 all, at everything. Right, to where all the stats and all the numbers are his, championships, everything. And but there's just something you're like, I don't know if he's the best, but by God, he sure as hell did it. And it's almost like Jerry Rice was like that, too. A lot of people, like his numbers and everything, like you didn't, you you threw the ball. Jerry Rice, to me, was kind of like Tyreek Hill, where you throw it to him when he was open. Like you didn't throw it to Rice. If he had something draped on it. Like he wasn't like. He wasn't Randy Moss and people. He wasn't mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson. You know, he like, was running past people. Out physical him, right. He was running past him slash... The route running, Jerry's route running was, was may have been the mm-hmm. best thing. Like he he's going to run it precise, and that's one thing as a quarterback, more than anything almost. As long as you know, you have to know. I used to tell the guys like one of the worst things in in, in intramural in intramural flag football is people just running out there and not knowing where they're going because right. they don't. Especially guys who've never played football, so you'll get a guy out there and he'll run into the zone where another receiver's at. What does that do? That brings your guy over here. So you can throw a pick looking at one guy, thinking your back guy's guys. So if your back guy, backside guys are supposed to run a post, right? And instead he runs a slant, and I roll that way, and I'm throwing that curl route. Well, you just brought your guy into the curl route zone. Yeah. And a lot of guys don't get that, and and Brady and them do such a fantastic job, and and that's what you know. That's what I'm saying about Jerry Rice is that he'd run the right route every time, and it's so important. This is also going to come down to. It's the same thing I keep saying about why LeBron's getting all these stats and he's moving his way up on the leaderboards. It's gonna. It comes down to a. After a while, it's a longevity thing. That's true. That's true. Too. Yeah, Frank I mean, Gore's third Russian. Right, and <laughs> you would have never thought Frank Gore's great no. best running back in the league at all. But it's because they're playing for twenty something years. You like re- Tom you, Brady. Well, think about twenty one years in the NFL. You wouldn't list Frank Gore in top ten all the time. Mm-mm. Same thing with Jerome Bettis. He's in the in yardage wise. Curtis Martin. But you're not. But they just played you're so not long. Saying those guys, and and when you look at them saying, "Well, they're going to have all the numbers at the end of the day," I'm like, "Well, 
I'm pretty sure somebody else would if they played the 20 to 22 years. I but just, yeah, they usually I, don't. I would be happy if we all just, as a country, and all came together. Here, here's our chance to come together and agree on something. It's going to be hard as fuck for someone to, to have a better resume than Tom Brady. Can we, not ta- can we not talk about it for the next 10 years? Right. 100%. Because all we're going because they're going to do the same stuff with LeBron. You're a LeBron fan. In 10 years, Tanner, I will, I, you come back here and call me in 10 years, I'll bet you the $100 they're going to be talking about how Zion's better than him. No. They will be. They're already talking about how he's averaging almost the most points per minute. Like, this is what they do. How, what, what's LeBron's size? 6'9", 250? They're going to say, well, Zion dunks better. Well, Zion's 20 pounds heavier. Zion gets more rebounds. There's more highlights. Man, you know, if Zion had more help, Tanner, he'd probably he's probably better than LeBron. He don't have help. That's what it is. That's where they're going to go. I'm just telling you. It happens to every I, every generation. He will never be better than they're, LeBron. They were talking about they were talking about uh as soon as these guys uh, um put Mahomes on the board with these mm-hmm. guys just 2 days ago. Yeah. And now Now, we? well, are we? I mean, he is only in his 4th year, so we might by the end right. of it. But as today? No. Not today. He's in young LA land, right? Yes. Now. He's got opportunity. He's got a lot of time in front of him. Think about it. If he even played 21 seasons. What if him and Russell Wilson never win another one? Never get to another one like Brady and Breeze did? You mean like Rodgers and Breeze? Yeah. Brady got to a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Like Rodgers and Breeze. What if these two never get back to another one like those two did? Then that's just a waste of talent. Where you, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, where are you putting them then? Like, it's tough. You'd almost have to make your own. Little Mount Rushmore for just them. Made one and never made the, it back. The one Super Bowl club. One Super Bowl club. <laughs> That's it. That is. That's tough, though, because look. like We got Marino and Breeze on our top nine, and they didn't win one. I mean, Breeze, to get, Breeze won one. And he, Marino and, doesn't have and, any. Out of everybody right. on that list, Marino's the only one that has none. And we still put him up there. And we put him ahead of one guy that went to four. Jim Kelly. Didn't In win his any. own draft. Didn't win any, but... The, the thing about Kelly is a lot of people will say this, Hunter. If you switched them, like teams, mm-hmm. the Bills would have won championship. Now, Kelly is – put. It, let me think of today's terms. So let's say Mahomes is – Elway. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Let's say uh, Kelly would be – Josh uh, Allen. <laughs> that's easy. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, keep it easy. Good enough to 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 get. Uh huh. Like Kelly's good enough to get there. His team was outstanding. Like I can name right now probably five to ten people who I have a a voice idea of getting in the Hall of Fame from those teams. Mm-hmm. Miami. I can probably only name about five or six of his teammates in his twenty years. And I like the Dolphins. That was my. That was my. I'm gonna pull for them when mm. when Dallas does bad. Jimmy Johnson even went to the Dolphins. I actually thought, you know, and they called Aitman. They tried to get Aitman out of retirement. And he didn't do it. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Um, all right, uh, finishing up here today. I know Hunter's wanting to try to get out of here um, a little early today. Uh, I got to get this thing fixed. What? Anything else come across the lines besides Super Bowl uh, stuff I'm just this looking, weekend? I'm looking at. Uh, not seeing anything. Obviously, it's just you know, as as big football fans, it sucks. It's we're done now for a couple months. Yeah, we can just quit the show for the next three months. We ain't got nothing to do. I mean, 
take go to sleep. Really? We'll have a lot of top five lists, top ten. We'll be like JP just falling asleep. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus, throw him under the bus like that. I know, right? Jeez. I think JP said, "Who? what's your name again? Oh, God. (laughs) That's... I had to come back. I had to come back. Now, I will say this, though. That's almost a petty move where you look at someone and you're like, what's your name? <laughs> who almost being like, who are you? James Brego. Yeah. Yeah. You got Brego. You got Brego by, by JP. JP. <laughs> Jeez, man. All right, Hunter. Um, looking at the NBA power rankings. Yeah. The Lake, this is how stupid mm-hmm. NBA is. Did you yeah. see the Lakers yesterday? Uh, wasn't it against the Pistons? Double overtime. Yeah. They lost to him earlier this year. Double overtime. <laughs> and then but we're gonna sit here and break down a another matchup like Lakers and Spurs or whatever. It's just wow that's wildly silly, man. That's wildly I, Andre was here today. I meant to ask him about Kim come down here and talk to y'all about Allen Iverson a little bit. Uh I wanted him to to tell y'all a little bit about that. Um here's so you done with Super Bowl? Yeah. For, for now, I know Zach yeah. will have some. We'll, and see, I know we'll talk about it more on Wednesday. So for for what I'm okay. talking about today, yeah, I'm um, good with it. Let's see. I'm trying to. I, I got some. News. What did Math? What What did Brady say to Matthew that pissed him off? I don't know, but apparently Brady called him after the game and apologized. Um, twelfth player, twelfth players in NBA history, back to back fifty point games. Think you can name? That's a lot. I'm just going to give them to you. Yeah. Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, Rick Barry, Bernard King, Michael Jordan, Anton Jameson. Ooh. Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Devin Booker, James Harden, and now Bradley Beal. Beal. Back to back 50 point games. All right. How about I got this? Is a, this is a cool graphic, Hunter. I'm, I'll, I'll text it to you, whatever. <clears throat> this is leading scores by zone mm-hmm. in the NBA. So let's pretend we're looking at the basket. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to break them down for you. This is the most field goals per spot on this spot in NBA. Top of the key. Anybody got a guess? (laughs) Top of the key three-pointer. Ray. Nikola Vucevic. Never. You never never guessed guessed that. that. Never. Wait, is this today's players? Oh, oh, what the... This, was, year, this season. I thought it was all time. No. That's why I said Ray. Said Ray. I was about Ray Allen. No. This oh. season, okay. most field goals per spot on the floor. Okay, yeah, I'd had no idea of Vucevic. Top of the key is Vucevic. Okay. Both wing threes is the same person. Is it Bradley Beal? No. Is it James Harden? No. Is it Steph Curry? There you go. Okay. I was about to say, this guy's pretty obvious. <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all want to go to corner three? I want to go to corner threes last just to make y'all pull your hair out. All right, free throw line. Chris Paul. Right elbow. Chris Paul. He does like that right elbow pull-up jump shot. Left elbow. LaMarcus Aldridge. Ugh. Left baseline. Joel Embiid. I could see him having all yeah. of these. Right baseline. The Durantula. Okay. At the goal slash dunking or layups. Giannis. Nope. Is it LeBron? It's it's very obvious, too. Those those are two obvious choices. There's another obvious choice one, too. He gets almost nine almost all of his points in at the bucket. Zion Williamson. Oh, okay. 
So Zion is at the bucket. Now corner three. He's on one corner. Bojan Bogdanovic. Not not that bad. You want to know who's leading the NBA in the left corner threes? You mean making them or just shooting making them? Making them. Making who's them. Who's made the most left corner threes in the NBA this year? If you're a Charlotte Hornets fan, you need to cut somebody over this one. I mean with a big knife. Is it Batum? Yes. Nicholas Batum, who averaged a grand total of three fucking points last year, is leading the NBA with most threes in the corner this year. The left corner. Yep, left corner. Nick Batum. He's with the Clippers, too. And you know how L.A. Twitter is just nuts? Mm-hmm. They love Nick Batum. Why? It, it drives me crazy. That, they love Nick Batum. It's so funny. They love Nick Batum, and anybody that claims the Charlotte Hornets hated him because he was such a waste of cap. $26 million, and he to got sit on three the bench. points a game. Sit on the bench for most fuck of him. it. him. That's all I can say about that is fuck him, Hunter. <laughs> he did that because he didn't want to play for the Hornets. <laughs> 20. All right. NBA scoring. We did it. Can I talk about this, this the other day? I looked it up for you. The most seasons, most seasons, 30 point, average 30 points a game. Okay. Jordan's one with eight. Wilt is second with seven. Oscar Robertson is third with six. With four, Jerry West and Allen Iverson. Mm. So the top five leading scorers, just according to that, Jordan, no, that's four. Yeah, five. Jordan, Will, Oscar, Iverson, Jerry West. Nice. Next up, the all-time leading scorer. I only did it three times, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kobe did it three times. Tanner's favorite player, Adrian Dantley, did it three times. You know who Adrian Dantley is? No. I didn't think so. Hunter's favorite player, Bob McAdoo, did it three times. You know who that is? No. Who the fuck? Bob McAdoo? Wait a minute. Never mind. I know who Bob McAdoo Bob McAdoo don't, but Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo. That's, um... Wait, no, no. That isn't McAdoo's... Uncle, is it? Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. That's what I thought. He led the NBA in scoring a bunch of times. Yeah. You know you know he went to college, don't you? North Carolina. Okay. Yes. Because yeah. his, uh, his okay, nephew now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Bob McAdoo. Yeah. James McAdoo. James Michael McAdoo's mm-hmm. uncle. Yeah. Dominique did it twice. These are everybody that's done it twice. Okay? Dominique, LeBron, Rick Barry, Elgin Baylor, Kevin Durant, and George Gervin. So you could take LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Kobe Bryant, add it together, and they still didn't score the same number of 30-point seasons as Michael Jordan. Because Michael Jordan's the GOAT. I know that. That's why. Kareem only did it three times. How about Wilt? You know, Wilt did it seven times. That's a lot. One year was 50 points a game. Oh, God. All right. Those are my fun, interesting stats of the day. You got anything else? Um, not off the top Tanner, of my anything head. Anything you want to talk about when you came in? Are you liking your Michael Jackson experience so far? Mm, I guess. Mm, I guess. I guess. I will tell you something. I'll tell you, you might think it's funny. I'll see what you guys think. I had a roommate in college, and um, there was two days that he would he would want me to come pick him up, even though he could just walk his happy ass home. But I go pick him up because you know I had time, so I was nice. Um, but my stipulations were. I get to play whatever I want. And I had a system in my car. And I had tinted windows. 
So you couldn't see me, right? So the the building I picked him up the in <laughs> had like kind of like a big courtyard mm-hmm. and a circle. You come in in a circle and parked and waited on the kids yeah. to come out. Yeah. <laughs> so I would bang Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> when I picked him up, system turned crunk up. I'm talking. Yeah. The 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 building's windows are rattling. And I'm banging some black and white or or beat it or something. <laughs> he, has to, he has to walk out that door and walk all the way to my car while everybody sees him. I'm telling you, everybody heard me. Just beat it, beat it. I'm just, put my sunglasses on, Hunter. Start yeah. just jamming your head like the night at the Roxbury. Right. Just enjoying yourself. He, he was very embarrassed. Just enjoying he yourself. Hated. But, but he never told me not to come pick him up, though. <laughs> because low-key, he enjoyed it, too. He just never admitted. I tell you what, something dirty he would do. I don't know if you've ever done this with your friends. Oh God! So like, he, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I, I, I walked it. Let me slip. Let me slip something. Let me, in yeah, here. Let me slip something in here. Excuse me. Let me slip something in here. Uh, so if he's driving and you're in the passenger seat, right? Mm-hmm. Say you see a good-looking girl walking down the street, he will stop the car and roll your window down and start hollering at her, saying that you like her. <laughs> Oh, that would burn me up. You ever did that one? Uh-uh. Oh God! Like it just—it it didn't even have to be hot girls. It'd just be anybody. Right. He would just be in his car if you were in the passenger seat. Somebody's walking up to you, he'd pull up and roll it down. Hey, he thinks you're cute. What's your name? <laughs> you just sitting there like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to play us away, Tanner? Mm. Play us mm, away. Mm. Mm. Better mm, make sure mm. it's on the. Uh, I didn't mute it too. I think I did. Yeah, I did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all, children of all ages, season two, episode 10 is over. Thank you for Tanner Halbert. Tanner, we've got to uh, measure some stuff for this show, right? Yeah. Measurables. <laughs> the keyword today is measurable. want to thank everybody for watching. We'll be back Wednesday on KBC Rockcasting. How do you make that measurable? Dot com. <laughs>